The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And one last thing here. If you want to skip past the intro music and the introduction announcements, go ahead and just move to 6 minutes and 55 seconds or so. Welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast, everybody. Talking about some weird stuff as usual on this one. Colorado Dank, my old buddy in the podcast world here, um, told me about some interesting stuff going on in Israel right now regarding the prophecy of the red heifer, which I'm not going to lie, I don't really know a whole lot about. only thing that I do know is from South Park, and I play a very important clip from that show on the episode here pretty early on. But yeah, man, just um, very strange circumstances when you have this old prophecy that's not only seen in Judaism, and recognized, I should say, in Judaism, but also in Islam and Christianity. They all see the red heifer, the coming of the red heifer to Israel and Temple Mount as the sign of the beginning of the end of days. Now, do I think that the end of days are upon us? Well, probably. I mean, I don't know. They say in the Bible, right, that this could be, I mean, decades, decades. I mean, even more than just a few decades. It could be potentially a century or more, I'm guessing. I mean, um, if you really want to get technical, we've been moving closer towards the end ever since the earth came into existence. So is it anything to worry about? I don't know. Um, this isn't major news. I mean, you know, I don't see a lot of places out there pumping this out to try and cause fear and panic, but it is very interesting that it's clearly something that is being set up to look like this is the end of days. What the Bible and what the Talmud and what all these other religious texts, I think the Quran too, what they what they make it seem like is that this this red heifer, this perfect unblemished red heifer is supposed to kind of like find its own way to this holy place, this location where Jesus was killed and buried, and then also Muhammad rose uh, up to the heavens, right, to gain full enlightenment and all that shit. Uh, a cow's just supposed to kind of find its way through here. But instead what we're seeing is five cows blessed in Texas by a rabbi, making sure that they're not under a yoke ever, 
Uh, basically, I think what it is is like they're they're making sure that the cow is kosher. I don't really fully understand it, but five red heifers, unblemished, blessed by a rabbi in Texas, and shipped over to this uh, Mount Temple. Is it Temple Mountain, Mount Temple? One of the two. You can call it either one, I'm sure. It is strange. It is very strange that they are bringing this about. Now, you're supposed to sacrifice the cow in a certain fashion. It's supposed to be just one cow, but they figured they may not get it right with four of the cows, but they're hoping that one cow might be the one that is chosen by God that can bring on the end of days here. So they want to sacrifice all five of these cows in this weird fashion, I think, of slitting the throat uh, and then burning the cow to ash, as well as any clothes that the um, sacrifice, sir, would have uh, gotten blood spilled onto. So you'll hear all about it here. It's very interesting and strange. And uh, as I say in the beginning, you know, I don't think there's anyone that I know that would be better to talk about this with other than uh, Mr. Colorado Dank here. We always have a good time talking. We always get into some weird shit. Him and I think completely differently and find different angles on every single thing out there um, than, than each other, at least. So hopefully you'll enjoy this. This was definitely fun. As always, the full version over there at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. And um, really excited to be getting more and more focused on the podcast and uh, just doing this stuff here in the coming month or so. Going to really transition into doing this more full time and uh, getting away from that matrix that is the nine to five. So uh, I, I say that again, just to bring up that I will be able to get shirts out more efficiently uh, more quickly and focus on, you know, the, the awesome ways that you support me and I can, you know, give that support tenfold back. I've got a lot of packages that are ready to go out, especially from the Patreon. Um, you know, there's a deal that I had started a while ago where every $50 you spend at the Patreon, you get a shirt. Those will be going out because I will actually have those all printed. I've got about 80% of them printed. Uh, but yeah, everything will be going out very quickly here. Um, especially when I have time to Really focus on this, man. Freaking, I don't understand how people can really run a successful show and work 40 or 50 hours a week. It's just not possible. So we're going to make a good run at this. And uh, I appreciate everyone that comes on the ride with me. So that'll be here towards the end of October is when that's going to be. The trigger will be pulled on that. So I say that because DangerousWorldStore.com, like I said, we're a little behind. There will be a bunch of new designs coming out there, though, too. So... Um, stuff for the winter, some hoodies, some, uh, hopefully some sweatpants, some, uh, t-shirts as always, some long sleeve t-shirts going to really branch out into the merch world, some hats, some beanies, embroidered shit. It's always fun. So I appreciate that. I don't want to ramble too much about myself though. Let's get into this strange red heifer prophecy seen in all three major religions. Don't forget that as we talk about this, um, that said, guys, just enjoy the show. And thanks to Colorado Dank for sharing the information. Here we go. What is going on, everybody? We got a nice little somewhat of a breaking story that we're going to be getting into. This is fun stuff. Uh, maybe. I don't know if it's fun or if it's bad or what the deal is, if it's just more of this like posturing from the new world order or what the hell's going on. But it seems that there is potentially some prophecy being fulfilled out of Israel, where it seems like all this kind of crazy shit comes from. And I have no one better 
to get on here than Jason. Jason is the very best with this stuff. You may know him as Colorado Dank, the the very best, uh, in my opinion. I mean, we talk about a lot of crazy shit, and you've brought a lot of very interesting things to my attention, man. So with that being said, uh, here is Colorado Dank, dude. What's going on? Oh, nothing much, man. What's up? Same old shit, man. It's been a minute since I've been on a podcast, so forgive me. (laughs) No, I mean, it's yeah, it's been a while since uh, I've had you on, too. And and I know you've gone on to quite a few other shows. You've talked with New York Patriot. You've talked with a bunch of different different buddies. And uh, it's cool, dude. You get some really interesting perspective out there. And like I said, I didn't I didn't think there would be anyone better than you to talk about this with. And you did also bring this to my attention. So I think it's only fair. Um, what do you know about this shit real quick, first of all? And 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 maybe you can kind of tell us what we're getting into a little bit. All right, so what we're getting into is uh, the Bible prophecy. Um, it's about the red heifers in Numbers chapter 19, 1 through 10, where it talks about the coming of the Antichrist. It's in, um, uh, which also gets into Daniel 7, 8, where you talk about the little horn, which we'll get in that to, to, the, to that as well with the unicorns. But um, it, it's pretty much they're, what they're looking for is they're looking for the perfect uh, red heifer with no blemishes so they can spill its blood on the altar of the Temple Mount. And when they do this, you see that's it's, for one, it's a mockery of, uh, of Yeshua Hamashiach dying for our sins. They're saying that he wasn't good enough to die for our sins. So they're doing the, the red heifer that has no blemishes. And that's going to be a mockery of Yeshua. And that's also supposed to be. Uh, sign of their their Mashiach that's coming, which means the Messiah in Jewish, and this is all mostly coming from the Babylonian Talmud, or some some would even say the the Jerusalem Talmud. But uh, it, it goes into where this this guy, this man, this human being, will come on the scene. Uh, he will he will enact the seven Noahide laws, which are in the Babylonian Talmud, and it I mean it sounds good on the surface, but most things do sound good on the surface until yeah. they're enacted and you're under complete tyranny. So that it's going to all come in the name of good, you know, of course. Um, and I don't want to reveal too much what we're going to talk about all in the beginning, but if you, if you have anything to add on the red heifers, um, the, the, the rabbi. Yeah. I, I have a few clips that we're going to play throughout the episode. You mentioned those seven Noahide laws. I figured we could list those right away here. Um, there's seven. And I would assume that these are in, descending order being one being the most important seven being the least important but they're all important to these people um uh, these people being the hebrew people right the jewish people uh number one belief in god and for some reason when they spell god they leave out the o and they use a dash instead so it's g dash d belief in god do not worship idols number two respect god and praise him do not blaspheme his name uh, number three, respect human life. Do not murder. I'm on board with all these so far. Uh, number four, respect the family. Do not commit immoral sexual acts. All on, the, on on board with that one. Number five, respect for others' rights and property. Do not steal. No one's iffy. Uh, number six, create uh, creation of judicial system. Pursue justice. All for that. And number seven, respect all creatures. Do not eat the flesh of an animal that is still alive. Okay, I did not realize that it said still alive. I'm on board with that too. There's a lot of, um, you know, in the Asian culture, mostly Chinese, they eat like animals while they're still alive and shit. It's very strange. Monkey brains to say one. (laughs) 
monkey brain is weird for sure. But I mean, have you seen these weird, cringy TikTok videos where like there's a fucking fish flopping around and then like some chick will just eat the whole fish? Mm-hmm. It's oh, yeah, wild. Yeah. In Japanese, they have contests. Yeah. Yeah, when it's strange. Sushi, I'd watch it. Very, very weird. And and what's interesting about these Noahide laws, too, is that um, actually on my exact day of birth, March 5th, 1991, George H.W. Bush and the 102nd Congress of the United States of America passed these seven Noahide laws uh, into existence. I mean, they made this the law of the land. It's a fairly short bill. I'll read it after this video and after we kind of get into some things a little bit. But it literally is breaking down the seven Noahide laws and making it 100% law of the land. All these things were already law. You couldn't eat like a dog while it was still alive. You couldn't eat a cow while it was still alive. That's kind of considered torture. Um, You're not really supposed to steal, right? It it is illegal. Cheating on, on your husband or wife is looked down upon, not necessarily illegal. But this was a total gesture by George H.W. Bush to um kind of virtue signal to the the powers that be within the hebrew power structure so i mean kind of a pointless thing but like i said uh, definitely meaning meaningful to them speaking about hw i mean i've spoken a lot about him um just off his thousand points of light you know that shows you who he's in who their master really is uh the thousand points of light foundation is also mentioned by donald trump who was actually there for the ceremony whenever he was there to congratulate HW. Um, so the thousand points of light is the same as, uh, you know, on the back of the dollar bill, the eye of Providence, where it has the light, the light rays going around it. Uh, it's called a thousand points of light. It's a sun God, um, you know, going, going into Nimrod, actually uh, Nim, Nimrod would actually, he would go after it. He would hunt all of the fair skinned people, he would pike them, put them on a pike, burn them, and then eat them while they're alive. So that's another thing. Like this, this is in Babylon, and this is from the Babylonian Talmud. So it just it's kind of it's kind of crazy. It's more to me. It looks it looks it looks good on the surface, but the way that I look at it, knowing who the people are that are going to be pushing it, it's and it's um it's to remove free will. Uh, you won't have the ability because you got to look at the technology we have right now. You won't actually have the ability to commit these sins because you're going to have a computer chip in your head called the mark. So when this mark is inactivated, it's activated, you're, you will have no free will. You'll have no connection to Yahweh. You'll be completely cut off and you'll be submissive because you won't be able to kill yourself even if you want to. You won't be able to commit crimes because that, commu- that computer chip will not let you. Mm. Um, there's even a, a TV or a, I'm sorry, it's a movie, I think, called The Tangle or, or The Tangled. And it's the same thing. They they release these this black dust nanoparticles into the air and everyone inhales it because everything was so rampant and, and uh, you know, violence, just sin, sin was just rampant in the world. So they released this 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 nanobots so that they could then go into the body through the lungs, go up to the brain like um it's called programmable matter and then build a computer chip inside your brain that could then control you. So it's, what could go it, wrong. What could go wrong? You know, I mean, who's going to control us, what you have to ask, yeah. you know, especially with AI becoming supposedly sentient, it kind of makes you wonder who, who is this anti figure going to be? Yeah. It's scary stuff, dude. You know, I might as well. I, I remember too. I, I do remember you mentioning the tangled, I think is what it's called. Right. 
think it's the tang- the tangle i think the tangle i remember you mentioning this to me because yeah you'd watched it and you told me i need to watch it it's just tough for me to sit down and watch things it's, but, really, um, it's a really boring movie man um i boring. actually could not watch i couldn't get past the first 30 minutes but I just looking at the uh, the introduction that they have for it, the trailer. It, it's enough for me to to not want to watch it, honestly. But um, it is in 2019, so right before the pandemic. Interesting, man. Well, yeah. So I think uh, you know to kind of describe the the gravity of what's going on here with this red heifer. I want to share a clip with the audience and with you, Jason. I don't know if you'd seen this before, but this is from a great show called South Park. And they break down uh, the the uh, seriousness of the red heifer. And it sounds like a joke and it sounds goofy, but there's a lot of truth in goofy little cartoons like this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, bear with some of the racist jokes. I mean, it is South Park. I know you're not going to get offended, but some dummy in the audience might. But uh, this is uh, and give me a thumbs up if you can hear this loudly. Um, but yeah, it, it's um, it, when I first saw this, I thought that it was completely you know sarcastic but there is some some real shit in here with this it's not only the jews it's the christians and the muslims that believe in this red heifer prophecy so here we go uh thanks for coming kyle what's going on kyle these men have apparently come all the way from israel to speak with me but we need a translator i don't speak hebrew kyle please try your best it seems pretty important this boy okay is jew Okay, Jew, like you, okay, please, please try, speak to Jew. We're just trying to tell them that we come on very urgent business. Anything? He said they come on urgent business. Oh, what do they need? Look, we believe that this school has something which is of the utmost importance to our people. We (laughs) wish to see the red cow. The red... Oh, come on. You can't possibly be here for that. For what? What did he say, Kyle? Please, you must understand. The fate of the world is at stake. The coming of a red heifer is the most holy sign in all of Judaism. It signals the beginning of the end. It is not just our religion, but Islam and Christianity as well. They all agree on one thing. That the red heifer means the end of times. You catch any of that, Kyle? It's right over here by Oh, the- my holy schmear! What are you doing? The Muslims! They beat us here! What's going on, Kyle? He said the Muslims beat them here. God damn it. Step away. You all know what this means. Yes, and you know you're about to die. Hold on, everybody. This thing isn't even Don't a- touch it! Well, I just ran to the school and told everyone, hey, there's a red-headed cow outside. You should all see it. Come and stop! You don't know what you're doing! I'm pretty sure that this cow could make ginger cheese, which is like a Swiss cheese, except instead of holes, it has feckles. No! <laughs> the Muslims and the Christians are calling for a meeting to discuss the terms of war. Very well. Let us meet to discuss how the world as we know it ends. Alright, so far we agree there'll be no automatic rifles, no shanks, and no chemical weapons. 
If there can be no chemical weapons, then the Christians can use no nuclear weapons. Come on, without nuclear weapons, what kind of final Armageddon is this gonna be? Yeah! Yeah! How could we agree on non-ballistic nuclear weapons only? Yeah, I suppose that's fine. That makes sense. Non-ballistic nuclear only, all right. Now, on to prisoners, are we all agreeing to decapitations? Of course we are! What do you think this is? (laughs) So... It gives you an idea that this is actually, this is something that is pretty well known. So uh, yeah. I thought that was hilarious, though. Whoops. Yeah, and so they also had a TV series in 2015 called Dig, D-I-G. And the reason it's called Dig is, of course, it's, it's all about doing this, uh, building the, the temple, the, the third temple. Because they said that the, their Mashiach will sit upon the third temple and... Uh, they, they literally say that you will not have to worry about passwords on your phone anymore, uh, computer. Uh, there'll be no locks on your doors anymore because there'll be no crime. Mm. And uh, that, that's what they so they're looking at this human being as the, the end all to everything, like pure freedom and peace throughout the entire world. And, that, and at first, it's going to seem like that. And I believe that's where the computer chips come in. And who who knows what, what this jab? That's maybe that's why they wanted a high percentage of the population to have it. So whenever they activate it, it'll seem like peace has, has all of a sudden just uh, became became apparent. Um, and you know visible. what's crazy? Real quick is that like you know the idea of uh, you know you don't have to lock your doors, you don't need passwords on anything. There's um, Google Chrome has a new ad campaign, and it's it, the the tagline is "There's no place like Chrome," and it says like where your password types itself, uh, where you don't need to check out of any stores. And it kind of is like gradually bringing us into this. But it is Google Chrome and Google Chrome has that 666 logo in it. Right. I mean, I, I know you've seen the Google Chrome logo. Oh, yeah. Well, it means chromosome, too. OK, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was just. Gonna oh, pull- oh, yeah. Um. So. So getting into. uh the world events that are going on right now, besides this red heifer, uh, COP 26, 2009, uh, 2021 King, now King Charles back then was Prince Charles had a speech where he was literally talking about, uh, the world has a finite amount of resources. And I'm just paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly, you know, uh, the exact words, but, uh, he said the world has a finite amount of resources. And so that we need to come together and pretty much enact the green law, and in in order to do this, he's like, I understand that other countries do not have billions, I mean, trillions of dollars, and some not even billions. He's like, so that's where he wants to enact. He wants to endorse a human being with the most vast military that that secedes all government leaders, and he will have trillions of dollars. So. Sounds a lot like the man of the hour, the Antichrist, who will who will supersede all governments. Uh, going back to Daniel seven eight through nine, where this little horn will uproot the three horns. The little horn is is also, in my opinion, the image of the unicorn, the rare the rare uh, single horn that is myth is of myth of course but you're seeing it everywhere now you're also seeing the rainbow everywhere and the rainbow is the covenant that god gave that he would not flood the the, the earth again and he's it's also what killed if you look read the book of enoch can't remember exactly what chapter or verse but he said you will weep for your for your loved ones because he's going to kill them in the flood so that's to, so to, to us it's a covenant that the earth will not flood again but to the 
to that bloodline of the fallen, it is it's a, it's a covenant that their family were murdered. You know what I mean? So they they're holding this uh, as a mockery to Yahweh. So mm-hmm. that's why this this rainbow is used for one for the gay pride. Because that's mockery, like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's mockery of of the of the laws of Yahweh that we shall not have such perverse sexual acts with uh, the same sex. Um, you know, we're supposed to be fruitful. You can't do that if, if you can't have babies. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's all about mocking Yahweh, like the rainbows, the unicorn. But uh, well, so what about this guy? unicorn thing that we that we kind of talked about a little bit before? The whole thing with the queen. Operation Unicorn. If she was to die in Scotland, I think you posted something about her dying in a pyramid. I didn't go that far into the research, but it was in Scotland though. Like yeah, it was in that. Scotland, and I, I, yeah, it's 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 really strange, man, uh, that they chose Operation Unicorn as she's dying and King Charles is coming into order, and he's all about this green law, uh, pushing this green law, and it's just it's really wild that all these events are happening at one time. And, you know, this, they were setting this up with the red heifer. I mean, they they whenever Donald Trump got elected in 2016, they literally were celebrating, talking about they were going to start up the sacrifices again because they looked at this as a point in time where they're going to be reinstated as a state of Israel, which he did do that. And uh, that that is a sign that their Messiah will come. Their Mashiach will be coming back. So they were literally screaming, our Mashiach is back. He's here. Um and the reason they did that was because all of these events are about to start taking place. Um, and Donald Trump did just that. I mean, he made sure that they became the state of Israel again uh, and that the world would know it. Because, I mean, remember that they were saying it, but nobody else would. Uh, I know Bushes, uh, the Bush, uh, Bush, the Bushes were supposed to do this. And Trump stepped in and was the one that, that did it. And I think this is all about time and preparation. They, they know these times. And in the... I read somewhere where it says in the in the Talmud that six thousand uh, year six thousands when their antichrist when the end of the time will come and then then the antichrist or I'm sorry their messiah will come and reign. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at like five five thousand nine hundred eighty one year in the Talmud. So I mean it's right around the corner huh. if you want to look at it from that perspective. So. I mean, all these things are moving quickly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, it's all lining and, up. And and I think a lot of this stuff, like the timing of the queen dying, right? Who knows when the hell she really died? But there is something to that, and it feels goofy talking about this family because they're talked about so often by so many basic people, but they don't talk about it from this perspective. Are you familiar? I think that the ceremony is called the Blood Covenant ceremony that the royals do when there's yeah. a new royal. Yeah where they mix their blood with Jesus's blood, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about that. I, I haven't read too much into it, but I mean, think about it. They're, they're a bloodline. So they, I, you know, I, I even, I questioned that whenever they had the stone hinges, this was known for like portals and black magic. I mean, they even had a show on Netflix or prime or something like that, where it was a fan. It was this lady. She was in the stone hinge and she, teleported back in time i can't remember what the hell it was called but um it's known for that and then they had the ceremony just back in the spring like march or something like that and it had her it was like a a ceremony um celebrating the queen and her reign and all this and then i i questioned that maybe she died at that time and that's why they were doing the ceremony there where it's an it's a known 
uh, black magic ritual area. So, I mean, I, I, there's, I have a lot of questions about all this stuff, honestly. Uh, were, were, were they trying to transport her soul into another body so she didn't die? I mean, there's, uh, it's called transmigration, I think is what it's called, where you take two bodies um, and then you separate the soul and then you have it go into the other body. But you have to separate the souls first. And then that's where you get into like all these avatars where you don't even have to separate. You just, you just take the soul, put it into another avatar. So, I mean, we're moving into all this technology and a lot of, a lot of these people are connected to the queen. You got, what is it? Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. They were married and both of them are related to the queen. You got, um, was it Barack Obama? Yeah. I think the Obama's so many people that are related. The Bushes are. And and I know that Obama's related to the Bushes and I know the Bushes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Not, I don't know if Cheney is. But I know that the Bushes are for a fact. And then, like, I don't know if you remember that stupid joke that Barack Obama made where uh, when someone George brought it up to him that, you know, you're related to George W. Bush, you're like second cousins or whatever, or George H. W. Bush, you're second cousins. And he's like, oh, it's going to make family barbecues awkward. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah these people, are, they seem to all be related, man. And that's no secret to us. But it is strange when you start looking at these people getting married and then like having kids and shit. It's it's very weird. Let's see. You know, and I, I'd even heard that uh, Donald Trump was related in some kind of distant distance or whatever. I just haven't looked at that. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it, dude. It seems like they all freaking are. I think to get that far ahead in anything, you have to have a little bit of help with with something. Um, while you're looking for that, I will go through, uh, since this has a lot to do with the Noahide laws, this yeah. uh, public law 102 to 14 um i guess this is res 104 i don't know if that's resolution 104 or what education day usa public law 102 to 14 uh 114 102nd congress of the united states of america on march 5th 1991 and it reads as such it's very short for a law um whereas congress recognizes the historical tradition of ethical values and principles which are the basis of civilized society and upon which our great nation was founded. Whereas these ethical values and principles have been the bedrock of society from the dawn of civilization, when they were known as the seven Noahide laws. Whereas without these ethical values, the principles of the edifice of civilization stands in serious peril of returning to chaos. Whereas society is profoundly concerned with the recent weakening of these principles and has resulted in crises that beluger, I guess, I don't know, um, and threaten the fabric of civilized society. Whereas the justified preoccupation with these crises must not let the citizens of this nation lose sight of their responsibility to transmit these historical ethical values from our distinguished past to the generations of the future. Whereas the Lubavitch uh, movement has fostered the and promoted these ethical values and principles throughout the world. Whereas Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Schneerson, uh, leader of the Lubavitch movement, is universally respected and revered as his 89th birthday falls on March 26, 1991. Whereas the tribute of his great spiritual leader, quote, the Rabbi. 
uh, not rabbi for some reason, Rebbe, Rebbe or Rebbe. Um, this is 19th year will be seen as the one of education and giving the year in which we turn to education and charity to return the world to the moral and ethical values contained in the seven Noahide laws. And whereas the reflected and the international scroll of honor signed by the president of the United States, George H.W. Bush at the time and other heads of state now, therefore be it. And this is the last part resolved by the Senate and house of representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled that March 26th, 1991, the start of the 19th year of the rabbi Meshinim Schneerson, leader of the worldwide Labovich movement, is designated as Education Day in the United States of America. The president is requested to uh, issue a proclamation calling upon the people of the United States to observe such day with appropriate ceremonies and activities. Approved on March 20th, 1991, signed by George Bush, president of the United States of America. Very strange. It's just like I said, it, it's uh, ceremonial. There's no real need for that. I think everything that's been happening for the last few decades has all been ceremonial. Just every last, every last thing. The presidents that have been enacted into uh, the the White House. I mean, they're all related to the Queen. And I, I was reading that Donald Trump is related to the Queen. So is Barack Obama. Sure. Um, okay. It's all it's it's all a connected web that we're not included in i mean Haley berry's uh related to the queen uh madonna is related to the queen um, oh Halle berry is that's weird yeah. they're they're all related in some kind of way it's 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 all crazy you know <laughs> and they're all talking about racism and all this and uh barack obama and Haley berry both re- both related to the queen um so it's, it's it even shows you that everything that's going on all this racism all this stuff is just to pit us against each other so their plan can move forward um weird dude you know you got the currencies right now they're in a twine they're literally they're literally inflating our dollar away uh they just spent, spent sent more uh weapons to billions of dollars worth of weapons to taiwan because they want to they want to get anarchy going over there um they want you know, they want total collapses of governments right now, because what it, once you have governments collapsing, that moves you towards uh, order out of chaos. So the whole goal is to have as much chaos as possible. So this new person can come in and seize it. Everyone will look at him as the savior. And so you're going to have you already have uh, earthquakes in diverse places. You have uh, you have ri- ridiculous things going on in Ukraine, Russia. Uh, all, all these look, look around you look at how many people are flying the ukrainian flag and they don't even know what the hell is going on in ukraine or in russia they have no idea they don't know about the nazis if there is underground bio labs where there's there's uh genetic modifications going on where there's super soldiers uh robots are now being implemented onto the war uh the war games i mean it's it's crazy shit happening and uh yeah, dude. people People are worried about fantasy fucking football <laughs> right now. Hey, you I know? enjoy my betting. I will say that. I, 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 I ain't hating on nobody. No, I know. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I mean, I'm just saying, though, if you look around, though, like there's so many people that are oblivious to what's actually going on. Yeah, that, uh, it's amazing. If you want, I can talk about what the how the red heifer ceremony, what this what it, what is actually going on. Um, it's like 10 verses. Yeah, I want you to get into that. I just wanted to try to find. This quote from Albert Pike, and I've read it before, 
Okay. But it, it talks about exactly what you were getting into um, with the idea of, you know, these governments falling and, you know, my, my go-to reaction when I hear that is like, why can't our government fall? You know, like I, I wish that ours would fall right away, but it does just really fall in line exactly with what they want. They just want it to seem like, I mean, what they're doing, it seems like right now we're on the edge of this where the government is so corrupt and so all powerful almost where people are begging for the fall of these governments, but this is exactly what they want. Um, That's where you get into the belief that this is actually mystery Babylon. Uh, This is mystery Babylon. And that is, it's actually little Rome, you know, it's all wrapped up into one, one chaotic government. That's, that's in ties with these secret, the secret societies are running everything. And all these puppets that we have for presidents are just a part of the bloodlines. So it's uh it's it's pretty much mystery Babylon. I mean, look at how look at how especially someone I can mention, Matt from Great Deception, he does a great job at all this stuff. Yeah. But just looking at everything from an heir's view, like everything is so aligned. Even back then at that time, everything is so aligned that it even has shapes of goat goat head in the White House. Uh, uh, what is it in Virginia? Virginia D.C. Virginia Washington D.C. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty close, damn close to Virginia there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can get into this uh, the ceremony a little bit, and I'll try okay. and find uh, what I was trying to look for here, and then I can we can just jump back to it. But yeah, go all for right. It. So I'll start it off with this. Okay, so this is this is from the Old Testament. This is Moses. Uh, whenever this is around that time, so <clears throat> which is uh, around I believe Exodus. So this is Numbers. So I believe it goes Exodus Numbers. So this is Numbers chapter nineteen verses one through ten. It says, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, this is a requirement of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect, which means without any wrinkles, no no blemish, and that it has never been under a yoke. Uh, Give it to Eliezer, sorry, I'm bad with these words, (laughs) Uh, Eliezer, the priest. It is to be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in the in his presence. So the reason it has to be taken outside the camp because it's unclean. So it has to be taken outside the camp. <clears throat> so it's all about being clean or unclean back then. Uh, then a lezer, the priest, is to take some of its blood on his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. So wherever they're meeting at. Uh, while he watches, the heifer is to be burned. It's hide flesh, blood, and, and intestines. The priest is to take some cedar wood, hyssop, I don't, I don't know what that is, and scarlet wool, and throw them onto the burning heifer. After that, the priest must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. He may then come into the camp, but he will be ceremonially unclean until that evening. The man who burns it must also wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he too will be unclean until the evening. A man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and put them in a ceremonial clean place outside the camp. They are to be kept by the Israelite community for use in the water of cleansing. So kind of like a baptism, you you baptize people in it. Um, It is for the purification from sin. The man who gathers up the ashes of the heifer must also wash his clothes, and he too will be unclean till evening. This will be a lasting ordinance both for the Israelites and for the foreigners residing among them, which would be like the Gentiles probably, uh, the people that are not uh, Jewish, uh, of Jewish so going back to this part, this is why it's, uh, it's to me, blasphemy 
um, because this is Old Testament. Everything changed during the New Testament because that's where he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins as a sacrificial lamb. And he spilled his own blood on the cross. And, um, you know, that they're saying this is for purification from sin, but that's what Yeshua already did for us. So that's where this is a mockery. We're no longer supposed to do this ceremony anymore. So them doing this ceremony is confirming the, the mockery and blasphemy of Yeshua and, and the Lord. And that's where the Antichrist then comes about. So he's there. Then, then that makes him the Antichrist. He's the opposite. So he will come in the name of love and peace, but he, he will have a more um what is the word Male- uh was it malevolent or benevolent can't, yeah like a, a negative yeah like uh yeah he will, he will come he will come in the name of peace but he will actually be uh rounding us up for total uh, pretty much total annihilation because okay. their see their agenda is to bring back the fallen angels like i said with the rainbows and the unicorns and all this their agenda is to bring back the fallen ones. They want to put these demons, these giants that died, they're babies. Think about it, the fallen angels, babies. So therefore they want to bring them back. And uh, that's, that's, that's their uh, offspring. So they want to bring them back and put them into avatars. You know, mm-hmm. that's where you're getting all these robots and this AI and all this stuff. That's because that's going to be the next, they're even talking about it. It is the next step for humankind that will be in robots will no longer need to uh, regenerate um our offspring so therefore what would what would we need organs for you know just put our soul into a robot we'll live forever yeah dude fuck all that and from what i read from what i read elon musk is releasing his robot force uh for buying for purchasing except at the end of this next month what are they so he he created hold on let me bring it up i had someone send it to me earlier um they're they're robot the robots that he created, the black and white robots. And what do they like harness consciousness or something? No. So what he's gonna do is I guess he's gonna release them. It's gonna be like iRobot. People can can have them in their houses or some shit. Ah fuck this, dude. Why why does this guy it's do crazy. this shit? Yeah, it's weird, dude. Him and Mark Zuckerberg, man, they're they're just overreaching. And I don't understand why it's okay. Just because they're supposedly rich. I mean, it doesn't make any fucking sense that you're going to let these things just happen. And this dude's been, like, warning us about AI, supposedly, too, right? It's called Optimus Robot. Yeah, and he's the one that's been warning us. So he's coming in the name of peace, but he's also the one that's doing it. You know what I mean? He's warning us. He's like, hey, I'm trying to help help humanity. This is what we have to worry about. And then all of a sudden, he's the one releasing it. Well, with any kind of existence... With any kind of this technology, I forget who I heard say it, but anytime there's any kind of technology like this, even if you think it's the most benevolent person that that creates this stuff, imagine that same technology in the hands of your very worst enemy, right? As a country, as a world even, right? Imagine some evil force getting a hold of this technology. What can be done with it? It's no good. So like none of this technology should ever even be brought about. Well, this is what Elon Musk said. He said that he would, he said AI is going to be the fall of us because think about it. It can never die. It'll be a forever living dictator. It won't, it'll never die. So you don't have to worry about, okay, he's, he's going to die in 20 years. At least we'll have, you know, that to look forward, forward to kind of like the queen dying finally. Um, you know, maybe someone else takes their place. Maybe they're a little nicer, but this is going to be the same 
entity it will never die and not only that it's going to be connected to the internet it's going to be like the movie lucy or the movie eagle eye you know if you ever seen eagle eye where the robot becomes sentient and it sentient sentient and it, sentient. it knows it's going to die so it starts trying to take out the one person that can kill it and so it's using all the all it's literally in the internet so it's, it has all the cameras it can control everything it can even call people and use this robot voice uh, or even a human voice. So, I mean, <laughs> but here's the thing. So there's a Texas, uh, I was just reading, there's a Texas uh, Texas uh, guy, or I guess it's probably a billionaire or something. He's wanting to put these these Texas, these uh, Tesla robots, calling them Tesla bots or Optimus, kind of like Optimus Prime, yeah. which I think is hilarious because they're all about the cube in, uh, in that series of uh, Transformers. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy because in that movie the robots are taking over everything, in in Transformers. But yeah, he's gonna he's gonna put them inside of his factories with his workers. So so he's the one that literally said we need to have universal basic income because the robots are gonna take over. And then this is the motherfucker that's putting the robots in the factories to take over. So you know it's it's crazy. Everything he says, look at the opposite. So do you think how, how do you think that this ties in with the red heifer bullshit? Are they do you think that these people are bringing this in just to kind of add to the fear because clearly they're trying to make this prophecy happen. If they're cuz the way that the Bible makes it, it sound and that's the right words to use. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like any, the way that these holy texts whether it be the Talmud, the Bible whatever, whatever book you follow, right? Whichever one I of see. these yeah, look at the yeah. ISIS. Uh, that's what ISIS said. I, I remember. I don't. I don't remember at what time, but the, I think it's funny how reporters sitting down with them. You know, oh, this is the most fucking Baghdadi's the, the most terrified yeah, yeah. person, terrifying person in the world, and you're sitting down next to him. Yeah, within a couple of feet from him. I'm like that makes a lot of fucking sense. Well, yeah, um, I mean, like what I'm saying is like you know the way that these holy texts make this whole prophecy sound is that like a cow is going uh, uh, the perfect red heifer is just going to kind of stumble its way across this mount temple or temple mount where by the way i mean this is where supposedly jesus was was sacrificed this is where he was buried and then rose back this is where uh mohammed uh in that religion where he ascended to heaven i mean this is where all these the the religions kind of fold on this on this one spot and some of the rock it seems like this cow is supposed to just find its way there, but now they're being brought there. So mm-hmm. is this intentional? Is this to try and like stir up this kind of conversation and, and fear? Well, that's why I was mentioning ISIS. You know, if you think about it, ISIS, Semiramis, the whore of Babylon, the one the scarlet that's, that's going to pour, that has her cup of abominations and revelations that it's talking about. Um, all, all of this shit doesn't make it, it it's being forced and that's why i brought out baghdadi or one of them i think it was him that said that she asked the reporter asked him like what are you what is your reason for doing all this he's like because we want to bring about the end of times we want to bring about the antichrist we want we want to resurrect him and i was like damn that makes a lot of fucking sense now that's why they chose the name isis simiramis is the one that brought and resurrected uh um or even Isis is the one that resurrected Osiris, which is still Semiramis and Nimrod. Um, it, it all goes back to this unholy trinity. Um, hmm. And then bringing about this, these end of days so that they can have their thousand years of, uh, of uh, no bloodshed, no sin, and no hide laws, you know, just nothing, nothing bad happening. Which, I mean, like I said, it sounds, it sounds good on his face, you know. 
It, it really we had does. nothing bad will happen to the the normal people. All the the elite will still be able to do whatever the hell they want. And, and the Gentiles, the Gentiles. So if you read further, the Gentiles, the non-Jews, we get different treatment. We have different laws. They are not to help us. They are supposed to be above us. They are not to lower us down into the well. They're not supposed to raise us up from the well. So pretty much we are separate. They are above us. So I think that's even funny too, because as Gentiles, they could as much as see us die, they won't care. They're not a Jew. Oh, it was just a Gentile. So well, it's crazy that, that as well. you know, it, it's insane that the Holocaust was just the inversion of this, right? You know, it was this Aryan race where, you know, who knows? I'm not saying either side's good. I, obviously, the Jewish people at that time were the ones that were not in the wrong. I mean, clearly the Nazis were wrong for what they were doing. But is it does it make it any better that the Jewish people are now saying that they want to do the same thing? Not individual Jews, but the their text says this, it sounds like. Well, you know, you had to look at things like this. And I I don't know exactly who's right or who's wrong or if both are wrong uh, maybe it was a judgment of god because it, the way the israelites were disrespecting him and using such blasphemy uh maybe that was a judgment that was put upon them and the holocaust he, so, he, so he allowed it to happen you know what i mean the holocaust um, you're saying I, I, it's possible i mean there's sure. god god's judgments will be done you know if you spit on him and you know he's going to come back on you and especially with the, the with the Israelites, uh, he got pissed off at them whenever they they brought the golden calf, a cow, you know, a golden calf. And when did uh, they do that in uh, relation to World War so, II? So this was uh, when Moses was up on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments. He met with Yahweh at the burning bush. He came back down, and Aaron. So they grow weary because he was taking so long to come down from the mountain that they started wanting to pray to their other god bell so they brought this golden they they erected a golden calf out of the golden earrings that they took from egypt um you know so their their gift from egypt i had to look back into that but anyways they had gold earrings from egypt and jewelry and stuff they took it mounted it down and, and erected a golden calf whenever he came down um they i believe they uh he came down he gave the ten commandments and you know he's like y'all are down here doing idolatry he's like it's like one of the top sins on the Ten Commandments, <laughs> and they they erected a golden calf. They couldn't even wait for him to come down, and so uh, it's this all about this golden this this calf this uh, this red heifer spilling the blood of, of the perfect heifer so that their Messiah can come back. So I'm not saying it's happening this year because they've been doing this since 2018 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're doing they're they're doing it once they find the perfect heifer. By the way, prophecy says. That's when their Messiah will reveal himself. So I'm I'm thinking they already know who he is at this point. Because, because of the COP26, King, uh, King Charles, what he said in that speech really makes me wonder if they already know who he is or the time that he's going to come. Because they're already setting it up. They're talking about it like they already know who this guy is. You know, huh. yeah well and, and we can play a video of that actually um, the messiah, yeah the messiah is here the messiah is here like they're yeah, saying he's already here he just hasn't revealed himself or they haven't revealed him well and they're saying he supposedly died and came back right and uh this was actually what i was going to bring up to you and it's so perfect because i'm actually this is my very next episode that i'm going to record you know solo um the next episode on the show here but it has to do with Albert Pike and the three world wars. And I've mentioned this before in a previous like Freemason episode, but I'm going to dive more into it 
in a in an episode kind of dedicating it to this and like the jesuits and the freemasons old world order new world order all that mm-hmm. stuff but the third world war is really what i'm talking about in relation to all this stuff but to to talk about that i need to kind of go through these this first world war and second world war um albert pike writing a letter to his boss basically in italy uh Giuseppe Massini, I believe is his first name. I know Massini is his last name back in 1871. So this is a few years before World War I starts by a few years. I mean, a few decades. He said that the first world war was going to be between the Illuminati, the agents of, of the, the Illuminati um, fighting against the czars in Russia to bring down that Royal power structure. That's exactly what it was, right? So again, this is before uh, before the war even starts. And people say that this is a fake thing because this letter was discovered in 1901. That's still before World War I starts. So, I mean, I don't understand why anyone would say that this is, excuse me, why anyone would say this is fake. And now the Second World War, according to him, would be um, there would be these fascists that go against the Zionists. And that's exactly what World War II was. And out of World War II, there will be a state of Israel erected um, where it is today. I believe what he says here specifically, the war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism to be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. So that's exactly where it's at, right? The Palestinians and the Israelis go to go at it all the fucking time. Sorry, my voice is fucked up because hey, you know, I if you think, so I'll say this. Let me insert this real quick. So that's sure. another thing I was going to say. So all this going on at the Temple Mount, you saw like in, this, in the, the South Park, how it was all time for war now because they're going to fight over the red heifer. They're going to fight over this. Well, that's the whole thing is if they keep doing these sacrifices, it's, it's, it could be a world war. It literally could be because uh, you could have Iran start attacking them because they're they're in in their belief they're stepping on their ground you know that's muhammad that's muhammad that's uh that's his grounds that's that's they're fight they've been fighting over it for so long um them doing these sacrifices is really it's really crazy that iran has not stepped in yet yeah i mean they're not stepping in because they're all part of the same system i mean this is they're following this book they're following the words of albert pike here and whether he came up with these things or not um he clearly didn't himself I would say that, you know, uh, I mean, like I said, Massini in Italy was his boss. Well, if you enjoyed this so far, please head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast and listen to Colorado Dank and myself continue talking about the red heifer or as they say in Hebrew, the red heifer. And uh, we also get into this idea of this um, returning Messiah which is not Jesus, which is very interesting, kind of contradictory to what we believe in Christianity. Some interesting stuff, guys. So uh, thanks for your support, and I hope that you enjoy the full version over there at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. I hope to see you there.